What's up everyone? Welcome back to It Is What It Is, so let's change it. My name is Felicia Gillen, I'm your host, and today we have a very special guest, Miss Ella Cook. Hi! So Ella and I have been friends forever. We played soccer together, we played volleyball together, I coached her in volleyball, we sang choir uh, together in 8th eighth, eighth grade or 7th grade? I was it in, must have been 7th because when I was in 8th grade you were in high school. school. Yeah. Or, so. You must have been in sixth grade and I was in seventh. There was one year where I didn't do choir. I don't know. Sometime <laughs> in middle school. Anyways, so we've known each other literally forever. And so we've grown up together and Ella has become such a huge role model in my life and vice versa. So we kind of nice. inspire each other, push each other, and kind of just want to do what's best for our community, for our environment, and everything else in between. I recently created a Youth Climate Action Coalition chapter in New Mexico. So basically our goal is to pursue environmental change in whichever possible form. So right now Ella and I are leading a coalition known as the Food Waste Initiative. So our overall goal is to reduce the amount of food waste produced by local businesses and New Mexicans while providing access to healthy food for people in need. So our first goal is to educate the public, obviously, on how to dispose of their food waste correctly, including how to start a compost. And then second, we really want to focus on educating New Mexicans about food insecurity and waste management. Third, we want to host and contribute to food drives during the holiday season and once every three months. Food insecurity, which we'll get into in a bit, is a major problem in New Mexico because we live in a food desert. So um, being able to contribute to food drives, I think, is one of the problem or one of the solutions towards creating a um, fair food waste system as well. And four, we want to work with uh, local businesses to reduce their waste. And eventually, Ella and I have the goal to establish a community composting program and garden, which we can hopefully do sometime next spring. So today, Ella and I are going to be talking about food waste and kind of food insecurity, because with food insecurity also comes food waste, because it's it's important to kind of talk about both concepts because they're very important. They go hand in hand. Um, so during a project I worked on my junior year of high school, we focused on food insecurity in New Mexico and also the world. Um, we Here in New Mexico, we live in a food desert. So that means, basically it means that you live um, more than 10 miles away from a grocery store. And so, although it might not seem a lot, this has a big effect on how families are able to get food and how healthy this food is. So, luckily, being in Edgewood, New Mexico, we have the ability to travel to Walmart, get produce, get anything that we might need, and it's relatively fresh. For a lot of people, I don't know, let's... I'm trying to think of a rural city, um, I don't know, maybe like 
Santa Rosa. Mm -hmm. Santa Rosa, yeah. Santa Rosa, New Mexico. They don't necessarily have a big, like, corporation store like Smith's or Walmart. So they have to either travel all the way here to Edgewood to get food or they have to shop at their local, like, gas station um, stores, which is not the healthiest first and they don't have access to a lot of healthier foods than we do here in Edgewood so this has like a big it has a big impact if you think about it um so our project was basically focused on food insecurity like I said and so in order to combat this crisis we wanted to grow algae and so the strain of algae that we focused on growing was spirulina spirulina is has a lot of protein it is high in vitamins and minerals and it is just really good for you like if you wanted to lose weight spirulina um eating spirulina with your smoothies and stuff is a really good um supplemental um something that you could add and stuff so it's really good for you and uh, i've actually i ate it in, in my smoothies for like a good week and i just can't it's just like too fishy for me oh oh I was yeah. gonna ask you how it tasted. But... Yeah, Miss Booth. Miss Booth is our uh, science STEM coordinator at Eastern High School, mm-hmm. and um, she she would have used to eat the spirulina by the spoonfuls. Oh wow! I was just like, nobody like everybody's like, oh my god, you would eat algae, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, it's it's not too bad. Yeah. It's it's a supplement, not or it's not a supplement. It's an additive, not a supplement. So it doesn't completely replace food. But it's something that you could add to food to make yeah. it more healthy, you know? Like a nutrient kind of? Yeah, okay. exactly. And so, I mean, it kind of, it's it's for some people, it's not for some people. Um, so, anyways. So we focused our project on solving food insecurity. And I'd just like to say that in New Mexico alone, research has shown that one out of every four children goes to bed hungry every night. Let that soak in. Because yeah. that's that's a lot. It's alarming. It is alarming. Um, so, although all these businesses, restaurants, whatever, they're throwing so much food away, mm-hmm. there's also people who don't have access to these healthy foods, which I think is very, very important to consider. Right. And I think the reason you bring that up is because by combating um, the amount of waste that people as individuals and as businesses throw away, we can also combat food insecurity yes exactly so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about food insecurity as well um so I kind of want to get into talking about so Halloween was last night mm-hmm. yay um did you have any fun plans mm, well I kind of just watched movies yeah, yeah. I watched uh, a movie with my friend Ethan Ethan if you're listening to this shout out to you he is gonna judge my um my design for like the the art like the contest yeah the yeah, cover yeah. he's a he's a uh graphic designer and he works oh, in like marketing really? and stuff That's and cool. so yeah he's like really badass but like he's gonna <laughs> judge me so hard yeah um <laughs> so yeah we just watched a movie um guys make sure that you're staying safe and practicing your right to no. vote election day is coming up yeah it's so exciting that's like three days away tuesday. Tuesday? tuesday tuesday if you haven't voted already go vote 
I'm not sure if I want to release this podcast on Wednesday or on Monday, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> so if you're listening to this on Monday, go vote. It's so important. Anyways, so Halloween just passed, and with Halloween means lots of pumpkins and lots of jack-o'-lanterns and super fun DIY decor home projects. And so I was gonna throw out the statistics so don't go crazy but it's important to talk about every year after halloween and around um the halloween season 1.4 billion pounds of pumpkins produced in the u.s each year ends up in the landfill. that is crazy like how 1.4 billion pounds like think about that that's a lot of pumpkins So, Ella and I kind of just want to talk today about what you could do with these pumpkins. Ella, do you want to take over? So, all of those pumpkins that are sitting in the landfill could be used as compost, which is what we're going to talk about in this podcast. Um, Basically, that means taking food that you would throw away and instead... Um, using it as fertilizer for gardening, and uh, there are certain ways that you can do that. Yes, and we'll get that get into it in a second, but I just want to say that if you are in the East Mountain areas here in New Mexico, you can actually take your jack-o'-lanterns and pumpkins or whatever you want to call them, you could take them to Wildlife West, and they will feed them to their animals. We already contacted them. Um, we were going to do a pumpkin drive, but we were just so busy. We yeah, couldn't set it up. It was last minute. <laughs> it was a last minute decision. And so, like, yes, oh. Wildlife West in Edgewood is taking donations. That's mm-hmm. like across from Dairy Queen. Yes. So if you're interested, if you want to contact either I or Ella, I think most of you have know us in some correlation mm-hmm. so, East Mountain people East Mountain, yeah. <laughs> so if you guys want to uh, contact us we could definitely give you more information but they are just taking pumpkin donations right off the bat so if that's something that you're interested please do because we don't want those pumpkins to end up in the landfill where, where they won't decompose correctly right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so a lot of misconception that people believe is like oh these vegetables and this paper that's going to the landfill it's going to decompose yes it might decompose but first it's going to take longer to decompose in a landfill and it's going to produce methane because it's not composted correctly so that's just something really interesting to consider and think about um so just keep that in your mind Mm -hmm. and ella and i are now going to go into how to compost so Um, first, I guess we kind of need to talk about what you can compost and what you can't compost. So, obviously, you can compost food scraps, vegetable scraps, coffee grounds, eggshells, even though eggshells can take a long time to break down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had eggshells in my compost for a while. Yeah, so the way that my family and I do it is we take, like, bucketfuls of food that we can't eat anymore and we put it into this like bin and at the bottom the fertilizer starts to like form and you can open like the bottom there's like a door on the bottom and you can open it and scoop out the fertilizer and stuff and you can still see the eggshells in there but I think they 
as they're decomposing, they can also serve as fertilizer. Yeah, so other things, like because it's fall, you could definitely put in your leaves and stuff like that instead of putting them in a trash bag in the trash. Put your leaves in a compost pile because they will compost very easily. if you live in Edgewood, like weeds, tumbleweeds, I know Mm -hmm. where I live, we get a lot of weeds and a lot of times we throw them away, but we could be composting them instead. Yeah, and other stuff um, for everyone who cuts trees and uses it as wood you could definitely use like the sawdust and stuff Mm -hmm. um you could put it in there grass and plant clippings um shredded newspaper paper in general it's also very important but I don't think you could put bleached um paper in there can you right I don't I don't think so that's something that we'll have to look into um but just be um cognizant of like stuff that so like for example pumpkins if you bleach your pumpkins to preserve them longer Make sure that you don't donate them. No, to... I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that earlier, but I didn't know if it would be like a no-brainer or not. But yeah, definitely. And if you haven't already, or you know, like some insight for next Halloween, don't use bleach on your pumpkins or Vaseline or vegetable oil or anything like that. The way to avoid like rotting in your jack-o'-lanterns is to first of all find a good local pumpkin patch and carefully select your pumpkin and make sure that there's no brown spots or anything like that. And secondly, which is a pretty obvious one, keep it away from harsh temperatures. I know a lot of times in October, like we did recently, there's freezes. And so if you want to just take your pumpkin inside overnight and keep it in a neutral temperature area... (laughs) And then avoid leaving it out when it's hot during Mm -hmm. the day. That is a good way to prevent rotting. Because usually when pumpkins start to look really like drab and Mm -hmm. ugly, (laughs) it's because there's been like a freeze or it's really hot out. Yeah, exactly. So kind of going back on the whole pumpkin thing and how to reuse your pumpkin. Mm -hmm. I think it's like really important to consider that you could roast the pumpkin seeds, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when you're making a jack-o'-lantern, save the seeds, put them in the oven with some salt and like lightly wet them, put some salt on them, put them in the oven and boom, you have some nice pumpkin seeds to eat while you're watching a scary movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I know Mostly when you're making pumpkin pie or pumpkin soup or something like that, you use the small pumpkins and not the jack-o'-lantern ones. But I think there are ways to scrape off the sides and utilize those as ingredients for, like, a dish. I'm Mm -hmm. sure there's plenty out there, and the internet is a good place to look. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I I literally didn't know that the small pumpkins were for... Like, to make pumpkin pies and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that there was a difference. I, was I like, should have known that because my mom makes them all the time. <laughs> well, I didn't know that, so that was yeah. something new that I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just to recap, guys, with your pumpkins, throw your scraps into the compost bin, or you could even give them away on www.sharewaste.com to someone who would love to love for your pumpkins to be in their compost. So basically, www.sharewaste.com is kind of like a community of environmentalists who have their own composts. And so like you could, yeah, it's very cool. So you could take your uh, stuff that you want to compost to these different specific locations. And I think that's just really cool, right? Is there a location for the East Mountains, do you know? 
Um, I don't. I think there's more locations in Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So Soil Lucians, Soil Lucians. I think it's on the north side. Um, they're big on composting, and you could take your compost there to, uh, and they will just take it and treat it for you. So, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And then if you're somebody who does compost, can you join it and like take yes um, resources from. What other people are donating? Yes, absolutely. Right, that's it's, very insightful. Yes, Thank you. it's a it's it's a community where you could right start your own composting garden and like people can bring you some co- stuff to compost or you could mm-hmm. take it else play uh, other places. So it's just super cool. It's a nice community to have. Um, so uh, once again on the pumpkins. So you can also like create like a DIY hair mask, um, from pumpkin scraps and coconut oil. Is it like the guts or um pumpkins? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of from the guts. <laughs> oh. Yeah, because pumpkin is high in vitamin C and A, All so right. if you uh, blend the pumpkin scraps and coconut oil together, you have a nice DIY hair I mask. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah, very interesting. Um, and like I said, you could give your jack o' lanterns or pumpkins to your local wildlife um shelters. Um, and they'll be happy to take those for you. Or you could contact local community farms or gardens and see if they are willing to take compost from you. Um, I know that we tried to con- uh, contact Parker's Greenhouse and they didn't get back to us, but mm-hmm. something like that could be a choice for those of us, or those of you who are listening. Yes, so Wildlife West also. Take your pumpkins there, like we mm-hmm. said earlier. Um, so let's get back into composting. So I think it's really important that, like, you can't compost everything, right? Right. So some of those stuff includes, like, anything, like, dairy-related or meat, oil, fat, or grease. So I think that's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, you also can't do, like, dog or cat feces. Like, I, I do compost my, um, chicken, like, my chicken, uh, Manure, if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I'll just do it in, like, its own little pile, so I won't blend it with everything else. We used to take the old straw that we put down for our chickens, and Mm -hmm. that was filled with, you know, all their stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, (laughs) so I I think the straw was the stuff that composted, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't know that about the Yeah, so, of course, you could do, uh, like, horse manure. That's great. That's uh, some great uh, additive for your compost there. Um, But other than that, like, pet manure is not very, very good, but horse... Probably because they only have a vegetable-based diet. diet. Yeah, that is very true. Um, And, of course, like, weeds that go to seeds. <laughs> I don't think you want to have that in your compost because it will just... Uh, oh, okay, so I take be back a... what I said earlier. <laughs> well, I mean, like, maybe, like, definitely, like, tumbleweeds and stuff because I don't think they have seeds. Do they? Because, like, tumbleweeds know. are, like, dead plants, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think all the seeds will, de- like, they there won't be any seeds left in the okay. tumbleweeds. But, like, say if you have... Oh, my God, there's the annoying splinters... Um, around here in Edgewood, those are terrible. Definitely don't put those in your compost because like it'll just heads? multiply. Yeah, go okay. heads, okay. go heads. They'll multiply and ruin everything. Exactly. <laughs> oh. okay. So just be cognizant of what you put in your um, in your compost. 
from my experience, avocado pits and like different types of pits don't compost very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think that might be another thing to try to avoid. Or guys, you could even take your avocado pits and grow them. I know I've been growing an avocado and it's taken it's taken a few months, but it's super fun. You literally if you want to start growing an avocado pit, you just put it in a paper towel, like a wet paper towel, put it in a baggie, put it in a windowsill that gets a lot of light and change that uh paper towel like every 2 weeks mm. and soon enough there'll be an avocado sprouting and then you could even put it in like a little mason jar um, with water and it just keeps growing like my avocado plant is like it's pretty big that's really cool yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so there's an alternative for that. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of alternatives that you guys can find you know just little things here and there um, so I have a question for you mm -hmm. so say if you have like Thai food that's like left over do you guys put that in your compost because I know I haven't tried it um, like, like, like noodles food. Okay. or stuff like that. I think usually yes. Rice. But I know that like food from like restaurants, you don't always know what's in it. So mm -hmm. it's not always a guarantee. Yes. Um, but most of the time, yeah. Like if it's, if you know, it's like not meat mm -hmm. and it's something that can be decomposed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. I th I usually just ask my parents <laughs> because they know what to compost and what not to. Yeah, but... so that's always a good mm -hmm. alternative. Ask your parents yeah, <laughs> if you don't know. Sure. So I recently started composting only like, a few months ago, and it's definitely been a challenge for me because it's, it's kind of hard to keep up with mm -hmm. if you're doing it by yourself. And I constantly have to remind my family, like, don't use don't put this in there or make sure you put these in there and you know I always get super mad when I go into the kitchen I look in the trash and I find um like scraps like vegetable scraps in there that like, could be in the compost yeah and I'm like okay. no why are you putting those in the trash right. they could be in the compost it's literally right next to trash so a lot of people avoid starting composting systems at their own house just because it's sort of a complicated process mm -hmm. and when you're living with a, um, different people, a lot of different people, it's hard to keep track of who puts what where. Exactly. And, but there are alternatives that can still mm -hmm. take you a step closer to a waste-free lifestyle. Yes. So guys, if you, if you live with a big family like I do and for me, it's hard to communicate with my family because they're very, like, one-minded. Like, they have their routine, you know? Mm -hmm. And so kind of interrupting that routine is very hard for them to, like, take in right. and kind of change how they do stuff. But just keep pushing it on your family because right. then they'll kind of be like, oh, this is a different way to look at this, you know? Individual change is, like, very small in mm -hmm. the grand scheme of things, but anything you can do absolutely is helpful yes exactly so should we get into how exactly to make a compost yeah okay i think so so it's okay step one is to combine your green and brown materials so brown materials would be like newspaper paper um anything that has a lot of carbon in it 
So you would want to do carbon with some greens. So greens such as vegetable scraps, fruit scraps, stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. all it's all green. So usually the ratio that I follow is for every um green I have, I do two like two parts of um not, two parts of brown. So okay. so one one two is my ratio. Um, I don't know if you guys follow that. I kind of just throw everything in. I didn't in. know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just, I like like I said, I kind of just grew up on this. So mm-hmm. it's like in my life, but I'm not super in like knowledgeable mm-hmm. about it. I get you. So yeah, definitely follow like a two to one ratio. Um, it really just depends on where you live. If you live in a very dry environment like New Mexico, then you might want to have mm-hmm. some more greens than browns. But if you live on the east coast where it's very humid then maybe you want to have more browns than greens um so you kind of just really have to figure out that ratio and figure out what works um so step two i guess would just be make sure you water your composting pile i think that's very important to consider you want your compost to be nice and moist that way it could break down faster Mm -hmm. and then step three is of course to stir up your stir like rotate your compost that way it actually composts and stuff like that so then you'll have some nice fertilizer and of course you could use this fertilizer for your garden um whatever you have in mind i feel like i'm learning more than (laughs) actually teaching like there's so much that i don't know about composting i mostly just researched how to take care of your pumpkins after Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. And then make posters and hang them up around the East Mountains. Yeah. So, yes. guys, definitely follow the Youth Climate Action Coalition on Instagram. Uh, it's YCAC New Mexico. And we're going to be posting a lot of um, content surrounding the food waste initiative that Ella and I are working on and what other people are focusing on in New Mexico to kind of make our state more environmentally friendly and i think it's really interesting to think about because new mexico has passed zero laws as far as like environmental issues you know because i know maine they recently passed a uh, ban on plastic bags which was huge very awesome and i feel like new mexico kind of is lacking in the environmental aspect yes for sure and so that's kind of why we're here to kind of push that along further um it's just very interesting so Mm -hmm. and we can do that by starting with individual changes and working with like local changes like working with the grocery stores Mm -hmm. and the restaurants that's a big part of making an impact in our community yes exactly and I think it it really starts with individual change because once you as an individual realize that there is a problem and that it has to be changed then that's kind of when you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, how am I going to make a difference, right? Yes, and then I think once you understand how to go through the motions of making that change, like, for example, swapping out your plastic toothbrush for a bamboo one, mm-hmm. or, like, turning off the water in the shower when you're shaving your legs, because <laughs> yeah. that takes up a lot of extra water, like, turning off the water when you're washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's just those small little things that you can change about your routine right and so like 
I don't think I've mentioned this in my introduction podcast, but I'm actually trying to reach zero waste. And let me tell you that it is a hard journey and it's definitely going to take me a few years because Mm -hmm. it's super hard. Um, If you think about it, you go to a grocery store, everything's packaged in plastic, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just really sad to see because it doesn't need to be packaged in plastic. No, it doesn't. Like some of the stuff. And so just being aware of what you buy consumerism is going to be another topic that we discuss in a later episode because consumerism is such a huge part of environmental waste and stuff um but it, zero waste is hard you know i switched out like my regular toilet paper from front to bamboo toilet paper mm. just because bamboo grows um it's full length in like 24 hours or something like that so it's super sustainable um and just like Ella was saying, just like little changes here and there definitely makes a huge impact. Um, there is so much that's going on right now. And I think any little step could definitely make a huge impact in the long run. Obviously. So we're starting with um, cutting down on food waste as individuals and in our community. But mm-hmm. we were talking about plastic and styrofoam and maybe at some point we could work with businesses to try to get that ban on plastic bags and even better ban on styrofoam because styrofoam is so, so unnecessary. It is. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like another goal of the Youth Climate Action Coalition here in New Mexico. We want to work up to the point where we can go to the Roundhouse in Santa Fe and be like, hey, we want a ban on this. We want you guys to develop a zero waste plan that you guys can um, work towards over the next 10 years or whatever. Mm -hmm. So very important to consider, um, and think about because I think our group, our coalition will definitely make a huge impact. Um, it might take a while, but we'll get there. So what I'm seeing here as we're talking about this is it's kind of like a staircase where it starts with like the individual and then maybe like Mm -hmm. a, what we're doing, like a community based small group of like-minded people who have a goal in mind mm-hmm. like the youth climate action coalition in new mexico and then maybe like the next level is like your town or your mm-hmm. county um and then maybe statewide and then you know it goes from statewide to countrywide mm-hmm. and then maybe even on an in- international level and yes. i'm not sure if we'll actually reach that point but i think Mm-hmm. what we're doing now is a really good start. Yeah, and it's really important to consider that, um, like I said, like we were talking about earlier, change starts with an individual, right? And once an individual builds up, then we'll have a group of people who are cognizant of what they're doing and kind of mm-hmm. what they want to happen. And I think, like, a really important aspect also to consider is that we need to have politicians who realize that climate change is an issue and that it has to be changed or our planet's going to go to shit, basically. (laughs) Yeah. And anyone listening who is 18 or older can make a difference on Tuesday by voting. Yes, we're going to... Yes, this podcast is going to come out on Monday. Today's Sunday. Okay, cool. Yes. So, yes. Go vote. Tuesday, last day, election day. Um, Hopefully we'll know the results by the end of the week, but it might take a little longer. Um, 
might do a recount. So um, definitely go vote. Vote for the politicians who understand that climate change is a thing and want to make a difference because that's going to have a huge impact on everything. So although we were talking about food waste today, it, we're just always going to be talking about the environment and what you can do to make a change. Mm-hmm. Um, so is there anything else we want to talk about? I think we've covered it all. Yeah, guys. Okay, I think we've covered it all. Uh, this was a very productive conversation. <laughs> yes. um, a little off topic in places, but that's okay. It's fine. <laughs> I expected that. <laughs> I expected it too. So just to recap on everything that we said, me and Ella are part of the Youth Climate Action Coalition. Follow us on Instagram, YCAC New Mexico, and you can kind of keep update with our food waste initiative project and all of the other projects uh, the Youth Climate Action Coalition is focusing on in New Mexico. Um, food insecurity, it's huge. Food insecurity and food waste go in correlation, correlation with each other, and they're just really important to think about and to somehow bring a change to. Right, and... Look for posts in the future that cover those topics mm-hmm. and maybe in the next couple of days that cover the topic of how to compost your pumpkin or mm-hmm. how to properly and responsibly dispose of it after Halloween. And yes, yeah. <laughs> so Wildlife West, again, is taking pumpkin donations in Edgewood. So if you're interested in donating your pumpkins, please do because I am sure that there are the animals will love them. I know they have bears, um, foxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have a little mix of everything in there, so it's pretty cool. And Wildlife West is a great, it's a great non-profit organization. Mm-hmm. It really helps um, animals recover. That way they could send them back into the wildlife. And it's important to consider that, like, I wonder how many times I said it's important to consider. But it's, it's really, <laughs> it's important to think about that um, Wildlife West isn't a zoo. It's not a zoo. Yes. It's a rehabilitation center that focuses on um, building injured animals to go back into the wildlife. Mm -hmm. And so they give them so much space to live, to recover. They do a lot of stimulation um, activities with the animals. That way they're not just, you know, like like just walking and doing whatever. They do a lot of stimulation activities with them, which is really important. And... They really just focus on the well-being of animals. It's not a zoo, so that's really awesome. Right. That we have that in Edgewood. Yes. An ethical business. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> we can literally go in a rabbit hole just talking about environmental stuff all day. Yes. But, um, so today we shared with you how to compost, how to start your own compo- composting system, and what to do with your pumpkins and... We talked about food insecurity and food waste in New Mexico. So I hope this was something that you were interested in and that you found very uh, in- compelling to talk about because it's definitely something that Ella and I fa- feel very passionate about. Um, so anything else to add, Ella? Nope. Well, that was our my first official podcast. Um, Mine too. <laughs> yeah, literally my first podcast episode that wasn't my introduction. So this was very awesome to have Ella with me in my very first podcast. Yes, thank you. Of course, it was a little messy, but yeah, what's what's fine. to expect? <laughs> I'll I'll get better. Um. Anyways, thanks for tuning in to it is what it is. So let's change it. We will be back, I'll be back next week talking about 
bioplastics and plastic pollution. It's going to be a very interesting episode. And so I will see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>